So today we began our Good Friday. Many of you joined us. We had a really nice crowd out at Planned Parenthood. And that's where we decided to do the Stations of the Cross. It's actually done that a few years now. Um, but uh, we recalled that we originally did the Stations of the Cross here in Pine Bluff uh, back when a strip club opened across the street. And uh, we walked and prayed the Stations of the Cross for seven months together. And after seven months, the strip club was gone. We did the same thing with um, UW uh, clinics who uh, were threatening to do late-term and even partial birth abortion. And uh, they were just set to do it. And we decided, let's try the Stations of the Cross. So out we went, and I think it was about 300 people out there at the time. And uh, I remember, too, that there was um, some kind of UW game going on because the streets were really busy with cars watching us go down and come up and go down and come up. Uh, as we prayed the Station of the Cross, we found out later that 10 days after that, they decided, they determined they're not going to uh, uh, follow through with uh, late-term or even partial birth abortion. The power of the Station of the Cross, the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. Uh, know that after our services here, um, because of COVID, we're not doing... Um, uh, veneration of the cross in the typical way. So what I did is I brought over the relic of the true cross, the one that was rescued by my brother-in-law's dad, who actually was in the D-Day invasion, and rescued it in a bombed-out castle. Found it on the floor, didn't know what it was, but he, he knew it was sacred for some reason. He, got, he survived the war and uh, was in a room full of nuns over in Milwaukee where his sister was a a nun, and he asked them if they knew what it was. He pulled it out of his pocket. They all went down to their knees and started doing the, uh, the uh, sign of the cross. And I later had it verified by an expert that it is, in fact, a relic of the true cross, the power of the cross. So instead of venerating this year, uh, because they don't want us touching things together, uh, you can come forward. And I think what we'll do is have you come right up to the communion room. This is after our services. Uh, it's optional for anybody who wants to do it, but bring, you know, crosses that you wear, rosaries in your pocket, whatever kind of sacramental that you might have, and you can touch that then to the relic of the true cross. That's then considered a third-class relic of, uh, of anything that is a f touched to a first-class relic. It's the power of the cross. We need to believe in that. We need to believe in the power of God, especially now, right? Jesus said... For this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world. Are you ready? What could that be? For this reason, this is the reason. Here's the reason. What is it, Lord? To testify to the truth. And so everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. To testify to the truth. He summed everything up. He put it, he packaged it all, put it one thing. Here it is, to testify to the truth. And so what does Pilate come back with? Moral relativism. You have your truth, I have my truth. There is no objective truth, according to moral relativism. And so Pilate says, what is truth? My brothers and sisters, that's the world we're living in right now. And what's worse is, those who teach as truth, which is 
an abomination unto God, they're forcing it on you and me as their objective truth. One of the things that we did while we were out at Planned Parenthood today is I asked Beth Patak to walk with me and carry an image. I just got it framed. I picked it up this past Monday. And it's it's a keepsake that I have. And here it is. This is a magazine from 1965, actually April 30th, 1965. What are we looking at? We're looking at a baby. This is a baby from a mother's womb. It's in the embryonic sac in this picture. And it says right here, the drama of life before birth, 1965. Eight years later, we will be told this is a clump of cells. This is not life. We knew the science. We've always known the science. A mother's womb, the most loved and tender and safest place in all the universe, now is a killing field because of somebody else's so-called truth. This is the times we're living in. For this reason I came into this world. For this one, no other, sums it up to testify to the truth. And so everyone who belongs to the truth will hear my voice. Do we belong to the truth? The truth. And so the chief priests, the hierarchy of that time, answered, We have no king but Caesar. We have no king, the hierarchy of the time. We have no king but Caesar. This, my brothers and sisters, is the other ailment of our times. We fear losing insurance. We fear losing the money stream, the proverbial 30 pieces of silver. And so we kowtow to the liars, to the cabal, who has taken charge in our times with their so-called truth. And the hierarchy says we have no king but Caesar. In essence, These are the ones that have charge of us. These are the ones who are telling us what to do, and we do it. And so Pilate puts above Jesus' head on the cross, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Do you know that Pilate, Pilate had the authority at that time to name anybody he wanted a king? He literally made Jesus a king. 
at least for the last few moments before he died. But what did we get from that? The understanding that yes, we have a king. It's not Caesar. It's not the cabal, the ruling class, the elites. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. We're invited to live in the kingdom of God. Where truth is found. We're invited to live in the presence of God. We're invited to the throne of grace. Where we receive a real power. And so St. Paul wrote in the second reading, for we do not have a high priest who is unable <clears throat> to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way, yet without sin. So, ready? So, so, let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace in timely help. Don't we want that power? You know, people today are searching around. It's reported uh, on the news just this week, of course during Holy Week, they want, they, they're eager to report this, that for the first time in ever, I think they said, that those who participate or attend a church, it's gone below 50%. It wasn't that long ago that we were riding above 70% of those who participated or attended church were below 50%. Why? Because of the liars. It's a club of cells. That circle, that's a square. No. A circle is a square. A circle is a square. Oh, I get it now. Circles are square. That's our new truth. It's not a baby. It's a clump of cells. Be any gender you want. Marry five people if you want. That's our truth. And you know what? Because we stopped approaching the throne of grace. Because we, distracted with all our idols, the sh I always call it the shopping, the fishing, the golfing, in our lives. We don't need you, God. Sit over there. We'll come and get you maybe if we need you. We've set up a religion that keeps God at a manageable distance instead of letting him in all the way in. Do you know why people don't want God all the way in? Yikes. That means I need to live by the truth. I want to live by the truth. I want to live by what I believe is truth. Or what the cabal tells me is truth. And, and we have no king but Caesar. We have spiritual leaders in our times that are telling particularly those 
who speak the truth of what the church teaches, of what we follow in the Bible, of what is the will of God. You need to be quiet because you're offending people. You're offending the ruling class. All the while, priests who teach falsehood are getting positions in the Vatican. And you know what? If I endorse this priest's book, I might get elevated. That's where we're at right now. We have no king but Caesar. And we wonder why it's receded to below 50%. Because people believe a circle is a square. Because the ruling class told us and you priests who are speaking out and saying, no, a circle's a circle. You are going to get punished for doing that. It's not a clump of cells. It's abomination unto God to kill this baby. And you know what might be worse? Is priests and bishops who offer communion to those who are advocating killing this baby. What is it saying? A circle is a square. A circle is a square. A clump of cells. No big deal. It's better that the money stream comes in we have no king but Caesar, said the hierarchy of Jesus' day. And so they complied. So they did what they felt would please Caesar. See, Jesus was a threat. The reason I came into the world was to testify to the truth. Get him out of here. Punish him. Crucify him. Crucify him. Elevate those who speak lies. That's where we're at. I want a power. I pray you do too. Nothing, nothing will turn this church and this culture around except that power. We need to approach the throne of grace. There's another part in the scriptures we heard today. It says, he was heard because of his reverence. I'm going to go ahead and repeat that. He was heard because of his reverence. God, please answer our prayers. Okay. Let me see your reverence. Let me see that you believe that I am God. Let me by your actions, by the way that you offer worship to me, understand that I am God. I am, Jesus said. I am. Do you see what just happened there? 
we got the key that unlocks the door. You want to get heard? You want us to get heard? You want our prayers answered? You want God to tune in? He was heard because of his reverence. It's really simple. But oh, how hard it is. Because Satan knows about that key as well. And he will destroy anybody that goes after that key, that offers due reverence. But he'll elevate people who make a mockery out of worship. Because we have no king but Caesar. Today, the world would believe that a man was crucified and he died. We don't believe that. We believe that a man was willing to offer everything for you and me, everything, his very life. God would accept, his father would accept his sacrifice. But then he would raise him up and he would then give us the best gift we've ever been given. Body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord in the most holy Eucharist. So that we could be people of the truth. So that we could be heard by our Almighty Father. When we actually believe this is God. Revealed. Revealed. Proof of this belief is our reverence. Our wonder and reverence before him. I pray for a brand new renewal, a revival. Tomorrow is an interesting date in the church. Holy Saturday, when the, he's laid in the tomb, the world says it's over. And then in this year, following one of the most gruesome years we've ever had, the year 2020 comes the date, April 3rd, 2021. Four, three, two, one. Boom. Revival's coming. Resurrection. He revived. He was revived from the grave. We appear dead too. Our church, our culture. But I believe with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength that you who approach the throne of grace with your amazing wonder and reverence, you will be heard. God will answer our prayers. I believe this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.